G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Right now on the line, it's uh, a privilege to welcome to the airwaves today, Bill Muhlenberg with the latest from Culture Watch. How you doing, brother? Hey, very well. Yourself? Very good, thanks, mate. Now, I always love uh, having a look at your website and checking out all your busy blogs that you've been writing. You've always got uh, lots of hot topics you're covering. And uh, today you've got a brand new blog which really ties in with our 31 days of prayer and fasting. We're praying for rain, repentance, and renewal. You've written a blog on national prayer. Tell us a bit about the heart behind this blog, mate. Yeah, well, certainly most of us would be familiar with the biblical times of national prayer, ancient Israel, uh, getting the people together, often led by godly kings and rulers to pray and fast. So it's a, certainly something well known, but what some people may not know is a lot of uh, nations over the centuries have done similar things. My own uh, home country of America uh, has had quite a few of these uh, times. Uh, For example, in that new article, I mentioned Abraham Lincoln, who quite often uh, would call these national days of prayer, fasting, humiliation as well. Uh, For example, the Civil War had just broken out. They had lost the first battle. So Lincoln wisely knew it wasn't going to just be rifles and uh, fighting that's going to save America and keep the country together. It was a spiritual battle that needed spiritual solutions. So he called a number of these times of national prayer and fasting, and they've been happening throughout American history as well as in other countries, so certainly good practices to stay involved with. And Bill, you and I have been involved in the National Day of Prayer and Fasting Mm. in Canberra a number of times together. Yep. And I know that uh, I remember catching up with you at the Canberra House of Prayer, a, a beautiful uh, building there, which used to be a a, a nunnery, didn't it? I think. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, that's a, a beautiful house of prayer where many people gather and pray and fast. And you know, a lot of people uh, get the idea of praying, but a lot of people don't really get their head around the idea of fasting as well. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on that, mate? Well, look, it's uh, it's tied in with this notion of humiliation of uh, really saying, God, we're so desperate, we're so serious for you and for the plight of our nation or whatever the issue is, that, hey, we're willing to forego certain things, even good things, for the sake of really getting serious with you, spending time with you, and, you know, it can be other than just fasting uh, from food. You might fast from whatever. Facebook, that could be a big ask for some. Uh, But the point is to really dedicate yourself to some period of time to uh, God and to say, Lord, we are desperate. We need you, and without your help, we're all toast. So, yeah, I mean, none of us really like uh, fasting and all the rest, but uh, it's a good practice to get into, and uh, even for short periods, uh, we need more of it because we're in a bad way in this country. Well, certainly uh, a very important blog that you've written and very important timing uh, because uh, we are 
starting to see uh, the rain forecast across Australia across this weekend. Mm. Um, and we don't know if it's going to be drought-breaking rain. The, the meteorologists haven't said that, but wouldn't it be great if it was this weekend, hey, Bill? Well, absolutely. <laughs> We've seen that in the past, so why not now? Absolutely. Well, we are going to talk about some of your other blogs in a moment, but let's just pause for a moment uh, because every uh, every program on vision throughout the day, we are pausing and praying for rain, repentance, and renewal. Uh, Bill, would you lead us in a prayer? Sure, be happy to. Father God, we uh, are reminded of some of these great prayers in Scripture, Solomon and others. Uh, and we can only follow suit and say that we as a nation are richly blessed by you. We've had so much given to us from you, and yet we've been ungrateful. We haven't been thankful. We haven't been obedient. We've, well, many of us haven't even acknowledged you. Many people don't even, well, they use your name as a curse word at best. So in many ways, we do deserve your judgment. We do deserve your wrath for uh, how as a nation with often very good godly roots we've largely rejected that we've rejected you so we deserve what you might bring us but we ask instead for your mercy your grace for your forgiveness help especially your people uh, who are called by your name to humble themselves to pray and seek your face help us to stay on our knees on behalf of this nation and we acknowledge we, uh, if we keep getting drought and all the rest, we certainly deserve it. But we're asking now for your mercy and your grace so that we can continue a bit longer to be able to share the gospel and be a light to the nation. So we just commit this time to you, even this interview, as we share together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Bill. It's uh, a blessing to have so many great men and women of God uh, praying. We had uh, Margaret Court on the radio a couple mm. of days ago, and we've had uh, you know many different pastors. Uh, I think Barbara from uh, Cairns, uh, Barbara and Norman. I uh, can't remember her last name. We've had uh, so many wonderful uh, pastors and leaders across this nation praying and fasting. And you know, I just believe that God hears our prayers, and uh, we're going to see. Uh, our prayers answered and you know sometimes they happen the way we expect them to sometimes god changes us when we pray as well so uh well he changes us every time doesn't he yeah, uh, yeah. so very good so a great article there if people want to look that up they can go to billmuhlenberg.com on national prayer uh, you can see that blog there on the importance of national prayer and fasting now another blog that you've put up there bill is entitled uh the extinction rebellion cult now we've been seeing on the news uh, these protesters in most of the major cities, you know, getting on roads and tying themselves up and getting onto railway tracks and doing all sorts of things to try and tell people their message. Uh, what's what's your thoughts on this, mate? Well, it's uh, it's one of those areas where uh, you know some proper concerns going in the wrong way or running with the wrong means. Uh, just today, I saw another guy who glued himself to a. Uh, a jetliner, a passenger plane ready to take off, and he somehow got up on top and glued himself to it. And, of course, as you said, they're blocking intersections in Melbourne and Brisbane and all the rest, all about climate change. Now, look, as Christians, we're supposed to be good stewards of planet Earth. We certainly do want to uh, take care of the planet. Uh, of course, there's seems to me good in bad ways we can do this. This group, Extinction Rebellion, is a very far-left, radical, even Marxist group. 
which has really told us already what they want. They want to destroy capitalism. They really want to end the West and uh, much of, well, everything we take for granted, uh, pl- flying planes, driving in cars, your smartphones, just about everything we enjoy. Uh, they pr- pretty much want to take us back to the Stone Age. So uh, nothing wrong with being concerned about the environment, but as a lot of people have already pointed out, while we have all these kids including young 16-year-old Greta trying to clean up the planet. There's quite a few parents who would just be happy if they could get their kids to clean up their bedroom. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we it's easy to have a focus on the whole world and yet, uh, you know, forget about your own backyard. So uh, there's a worry here that some of these radical groups are hijacking things. In fact, in one of my pieces on this, I quote from one of the founders of Greenpeace. He's now left Greenpeace, and he's written a whole book saying, you know, really the so much of the environmental movement, sadly, has been taken over by Marxists. It's no longer recognizable. It's not what I used to be a part of. And now they're just pushing agendas that, in fact, are not going to help the environment. It'll probably make things much worse. It'll be the extinction of us. Mm. if we keep following some of these radical plans. So we need to be cautious here, having the biblical balance, concern for the environment, but not worshiping it, and certainly not taking on board these radical Marxist agendas which are being pushed. Well, I appreciate uh, your uh, thoughts on this and a great article there. It's called The Extinction Rebellion Cult. Uh, You can find that on the Culture Watch website as well. And uh, another Hot topic that you've uh, you've blogged on recently. It's time to ban the H word. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can leave you guessing for a while. What hamburger, Hollywood, <laughs> hot dog, uh, hound dog? Uh, uh, actually, the word is heresy. Now, do I believe there is heresy? Absolutely, uh, there is. Some of the basic core items of the Christian faith we have to defend to the death the deity of Christ, the Trinity, you know, the great Orthodox Christian truths of 2,000 years going back to the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed. So there is such a thing as heresy, and that has to be guarded against. But the point of that new article is to say that too often we glibly and, and wrongly use the word. You know, you find some Christian you disagree with, often on a, you know, quite a secondary matter, and you find people calling each other heretics all the time. And I just, you know, I see it often, and I really, it grieves me, to be honest. It's, well, it's abusing the word, first of all. But there's a lot of secondary issues that we, we can have room to move on. Guess what? We can differ on your views of, say, eschatology or ecclesiology. We can differ on types of church government, maybe even forms of baptism. There's all kinds of things that are important but they're really not something we necessarily have to break fellowship over, and it's certainly not something we have to start accusing each other or being heretics about. Mm. So we really need some caution here. It's just too much of this uh, very narrow and very unbiblical and unspiritual uh, condemning one another in Christ simply because they hold a slightly different view than you or I might hold. And I like uh, some of the lines you've written in this article there. If a Christian likes Trump, doesn't mean they're a heretic. 
If a Christian dislikes Trump, doesn't mean they're a heretic. If a Christian loves Hillsong, doesn't mean they're a heretic. If a Christian hates Hillsong, doesn't mean they're a heretic. Uh, the, the truth is we all have different flavors and different beliefs uh, when it comes to a lot of these things. But I always come back to what I was taught at Bible college, major on the major things and minor on the minor things. And the major thing is the gospel, the word of God and uh, our uh, you know beliefs in Jesus. Uh, let's focus on the major things and not, not let the things that we disagree on divide us, hey? Now, that's a pretty good rule of thumb and uh, worth following. Now, uh, it's a, a great uh, article there as well entitled, uh, so if people want to look that one up, it's called It's Time to Ban the H Word. You can find that at the Bill Muhlenberg website or the Culture Watch website as well. Now, you've also uh, got uh, some pro-life rallies you wanted to plug today. Tell, tell us about these, mate. Yeah, well, hopefully all of your listeners, if you're able, you should be attending tomorrow. There's at least two major pro-life marches taking place in Melbourne. Uh, One o'clock tomorrow afternoon in the city will be the 10th annual March for the Babies, uh, going back to commemorate this horrible abortion bill that was passed here 10 years ago. So this is going to be our 10th march, and boy, I sure wish we could get every Christian listening to uh, roll up tomorrow at Treasury Gardens. Uh, we need to stand for life. In fact, this ties in with what we first talked about, national repentance. Uh, If there's ever anything we need to repent about, it's the shedding of innocent human blood. And with 80,000 to 100,000 unborn babies killed every year in Australia, well, we do have blood on our hands. We do deserve the wrath of God for this cavalier disregard for the most defenseless amongst us. So that's Melbourne, 1 o'clock tomorrow, and Brisbane, 2 o'clock. You also have a march for life. So uh, I certainly encourage all Victorians, all Queenslanders, if you can make it, get into Brisbane or Melbourne in the afternoon and join uh, these marches for life. We have to show the world that we care, even though most people don't give a rip about the unborn. Really, we need to lead the way and... uh, we get big enough crowds, uh, you know, maybe the politicians will stand up and take notice. So uh, very important. Please be there if you can. Wonderful, Bill. It's been so good to catch up with you again. Once again, if people want to find out more, they can go to BillMuhlenberg.com or search up CultureWatch.com. Uh, they'll find all the info there. And uh, you're all, are you in Facebook jail at the moment, mate, or are you, are they <laughs> let you I'm out? I'm free just now. So. You're free right now. <laughs> they can look you up on Facebook as well. All right, mate. Thanks for your time. God bless. All right. Bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.